0: You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk, I'm Dr. Phil Klein. Tell any practitioner that they need to pick up attachments in a denture and they start to sweat thinking about material flash, lock-ons, and placement errors. Today, we'll be discussing a safe and effective way to perform these procedures while eliminating the risks and problems we just mentioned. Our guest is Dr. Jeff Horowitz, owner and founder of Carolina Center for Advanced Dentistry, as well as advanced sleep and TMJ centers in the Myrtle Beach, South Carolina area. He is a lecturer and key opinion leader and is the co-founder of Dentists in the Know, a social media group focused on delivering honest, behind-the-scenes information to the dental community. Dr. Horowitz, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show.
1: Phil, great to talk to you again.
0: So we're going to be talking about a technique, uh, a system, to add attachments to removable prosthetics today. So you use QuickUp. We talked offline about it and you talked about how it's really best in class in its particular purpose. What makes QuickUp so different from other materials you have used to pick up attachments? And if you want to briefly talk about the procedure, that would be great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd be happy to. So, um, you know, this is a product that I don't know how much airtime it gets, but Um, with the uptick in implants and implant retained prostheses, um, you know, we're finding that we're just having to do so many of these pickup procedures for attachments and even for old crown and bridge where they had ERA or breed end attachments, whatever. Um, you know, we, we just find that this is something that we have to do a lot of, um, with that, it has always been something that has made us sweat because, uh, any dentist out there that has not locked on a denture i promise there is nothing that will ruin your day in dentistry more than locking uh, you know a, 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 prosth- a prosthesis uh into a patient and having them get nervous and upset while you're trying to remove it um and and so these things uh very often can be we don't charge a whole lot for this procedure, and yet they can be one of the most problematic procedures. And so, you know, that high risk to or, or I guess, low reward to high risk ratio is one of the reasons it's it's not such a fun procedure. Um, but I started using this quick up material by by Voco, and what was very different about it was that instead of kind of bulk filling the pickup material to to grab your attachments. Um, you didn't have to cut any vent holes into the prosthesis. And you put just a small enough amount just to grab onto the attachment. So you don't get a lot of flash. The cleanup is really easy. Um, and then you come back with a really, really quick second step where you take a light-cured um, material. The first material that that goes in in QuickUp goes through an auto-mix syringe, um, but it is a self-cure. Uh, very very quick total of three and a half minutes set time Um, typically with working time it's about two and a half minutes in the mouth Um, you only put enough in just to grab the attachment and then you come back and use this beautiful pink flowable composite material, resin material that fills in the rest of the gap and leaves you a a highly polished surface so that finishing is real easy. And, And we're just not spending nearly the time that we were in having to do these pickup procedures. And we're not having to worry about it as much either.
0: Anything that can take the stress out of a procedure is a winner. For those that didn't pick up the name, no pun intended, it's called quick up. Q-U-I-C-K-U-P. And you could look that product up on, on the internet or go to VOCO's website, and I'm sure there's videos on it. So are there any other clinical applications for Quick Up?
1: Yeah. So the, funny you should ask that question, Phil, because um, just yesterday had an interesting experience. So um, as you know, we, we do a lot of work in, with sleep apnea therapy, TMJ appliances. So we do work a lot with removable appliances. And uh, so just yesterday, we had a sleep appliance uh, that was not fitting tightly enough. And so very often, we'll either come in and and line it with some uh, cold cure acrylic, Um and uh one of my assistants uh was in the room with the patient and walked away and Remember that little story I told you about locking things on well uh she was a newer assistant, and she locked a sleep appliance in in a patient and uh the patient became um very anxious very unhappy and and so it becomes much more than just a clinical issue it it really becomes a a very emotional issue within the practice. She was crying, and and of course I reassured her. I told her, look, every dentist who has done enough of these has locked this on. So in other clinical applications, we actually uh, decided to give QuickUp a try in this application. Um, When you have, say, an acrylic appliance, a night guard, something like that, you can apply the adhesive, um, and and put a little bit of either the light cured or the self cured, if it is not a clear acrylic, um, into the uh, sleep appliance. And again, you just have much more control over the amount of material, uh, and it's a little bit more forgiving in in removal. So you don't have these lock-ons. So yeah, we're we're using it now for lining of of sleep appliances and. And TMJ appliances as well, and it just so happens that a lot of the sleep appliances we make are pink, so it it works out perfectly.
0: Yeah, excellent application for the product. Just out of curiosity, a lot of dentists are getting more and more involved with sleep apnea. What's going on with that? Because when I was practicing dentistry, it wasn't even something that was even talked about in the GP office. Um, How is this trend developing, and how is it affecting the dental practice?
1: You know whether or not um, dentists are are actively treating sleep apnea and and making appliances, it's really becoming part of the curriculum now where if we're paying attention to the whole patient um, and and not just the teeth, then we have to consider those things. We're all looking at those structures already. And much in the way you know that that we can identify dysplastic tissue in the mouth, we can also identify very easily a lot of the structures that can compromise the airway. And very often it's the dentist who is able to catch these things in, in the first place just during routine exams. And And so the, the other side of that, Phil, is that especially if the patient is going to have any appreciable amount of work then we need to consider, is this a patient that's going to need to have some type of sleep apnea therapy? If they're grinding their teeth before we make them a night guard, we certainly better rule out sleep apnea because um, if we put a flat plane split in a patient with sleep apnea, we can actually make the apnea hypopnea index worse. So I know this isn't a talk about sleep, but what we're finding is that more and more of the things that we've been doing day in and day out really apply to sleep as well, or sleep has some impact on, on what we're doing as well. So um, just the fact that I can use this material in my, in my sleep practice um, really, really makes it something I like having around.
0: Oh, that's very interesting. Um, so to wrap up this podcast, Dr. Horowitz, and we really enjoyed your insight on, on QuickUp, what is your favorite clinical characteristic of this, of this product?
1: Ah, so uh, again, I'm really bad at narrowing things down to to one, but uh, it's clean, it's neat. So the the time savings is immeasurable. Um, I would say we've cut our our pickup appointments in half um, as far as time goes. Um, but the most important thing, you know, and, and again, I I go back to my assistants and and how they feel about things as well, and um, we just don't get lock ons anymore it's just a thing of the past so um, it's reliable it's neat it's clean it saves time um, and and I just haven't found another material uh, on the market that can that can do what it's capable of so you know if you're doing implants if you're doing uh, you know prosthetics around precision attachments uh, you know relining any kinds of appliances I I really would advise you to to take a good look at this product
0: yeah really appreciate uh, your insight Dr. Horowitz and I think I use the term "lock in." I think it should be "lock on," right? As yeah, I mean?
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So you, you got to correct me when I make these mistakes. I mean, I...
1: you don't care what it's called when it <laughs> happens. You just want it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I could imagine, and I haven't done any of these procedures, but uh, I do want to use the right terminology, or else I'm going to embarrass myself here if I haven't. No,
1: I, I think we're all good.
0: Okay. Yeah. When I did, when I thought about doing this podcast, I said, "Okay, this is really going to be tough for me because." As a retired endodontist, I have not done a lot of these procedures. But we have your expertise, and that's why you're doing the talking, and I'm listening. All Well,
1: great interview. Thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you very much, Dr. Horwitz. For those of our listeners that are excited about what Dr. Horwitz has to offer, please tap into the podcast that he did called Reliable and Effective Cementation. It was excellent. And then he talked about what he defines as a truly universal composite. Does one actually exist? Um, You can find that on VivaLearning.com, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and all the other platforms that you want to listen to regarding your podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. And Dr. Horowitz, hope to see you soon. Sure thing. Sounds good, Phil. Take care.